Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high achieving and ambitious mid level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook. Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. How's it going? Are you a football lover like me, college football specifically? If so, how's your team doing? Let me know. I want to remind you that Land Your Dreaming Job Accelerator for October is starting on October 5th. The link is in the show notes. I'm going to talk more about that program at the end. Today, we're talking about what to do if you aren't getting any job offers. And I want to walk through kind of the process that I go through with my clients. So what happens oftentimes when they schedule a consult with me, they do so because they've been job searching and they're not getting the results that they think they should be getting, which, by the way, they're kind of pulling out of thin air. But I am not convinced that the problem is what they think the problem is. And so I ask them some questions. And one of the questions has to do with how many applications have they submitted how many interviews, and, and I, when I ask the question interviews, I mean different companies. So not five interviews with the same company. That's not five, that's one. From those applications, and then how many job offers have they gotten from those interviews? And I'm asking that so I can begin to see where the problem might be and see if it is where they think it is or not. So I want to walk through each of those steps and talk to you about what to do about it and, and what might be going on. So the first step in that funnel, if you will, is not enough applications. So there's three main points I want to make with that. Number one is clients will tell me, oh, I've had 12 applications out there and not yet received an interview. Well, my rule of thumb is 10 applications equals one job interview. So yeah, 12 applications, they should have had an interview by now, but I'm not necessarily alarmed that they haven't had an interview yet. We really don't have enough data. So one issue with clients is that they think they're not getting interviews when what they haven't done is really applied to enough jobs. The second point I want to make is that it's a numbers game, but the numbers have to be quality. I often hear from clients who aren't getting job interviews that their solution has been to apply for more jobs even though they're jobs that they're not interested in and they're not at least 70, 75% qualified for, which is kind of my rule of thumb. Your applications should always be quality over quantity. And the analogy that I think about and I shift with clients that seems to resonate is what happens when you're applying for jobs that you don't really want is like when I, I online dated before and I would go out with a guy that I didn't really, I wasn't interested in him. I didn't feel anything about him. But then I would get back on to whatever dating site we had met on and see that he was active on it again, kind of immediately after the interview or after the, the day, which by the way, so was I, right? But I would be upset that he was looking elsewhere, that I wasn't the one, but yet he actually was doing me a favor 
because he wasn't the one for me either. But I was offended that he didn't, you know, that I wasn't the be and all, be all and end all. So we are doing ourselves a disservice if we're applying to jobs that we're not really interested in. And because then what happens is inevitably we're still kind of ticked off when we don't get the interview, even though we didn't want the job. And it's very demotivating. And the third point I want to make about this not enough applications issue is that if all you are doing for your job search is applying online like the rest of the universe, then you're going to be in for a long haul. So you want to think about networking because as I'm probably, you've seen, and I've talked about it on this podcast before, 70 to 85% of all jobs are unadvertised and you are missing out on those. And in many cases, most cases, they are the best jobs, the highest paying jobs, et cetera. So that's not enough applications. And the next one is not enough interviews. And I have three considerations for you here. Number one, if a client indicates that they've applied to 75 jobs without a single interview, or maybe they've even just had one or two interviews, then I want to dig down to determine that quality of job they've applied for. So this goes back to what I was talking about a moment ago. The client is often in that quantity over quality mode, and they're operating from a place of desperation or lack. Promise you employers can smell that. Maybe they don't know exactly what they're smelling, but they know it stinks. What's going to happen, as I said, is you're going to be discouraged. Your motivation is going to start dipping. So you want to make sure that you're applying for jobs that you're really interested in. My second point is, if a client isn't getting enough interviews, are they customizing their resume and cover letter for that position? Are they completing the application? They're not leaving any questions unanswered. They're doing whatever things are required to apply for that job. A resume that isn't tailored for that position isn't likely to beat out other applicants who took the time to do so. It's not going to score as high as it goes through the applicant tracking system, and the human is not going to be as impressed. Remember, an employer wants to know not just that you want a job with a company, but that you want that job with that company. And then the third consideration is the plus one approach. And I've talked about this probably to death on this podcast. But doing one more thing in addition to just applying like everyone else. Who can you get to advocate for you? How can you make a personal contact? And I, I use this analogy. When you apply online, it's like you're in the most crowded auditorium there is and you're standing up amidst all these people and waving your hand and trying to get the attention of the person on stage. It's very difficult to do so. You really want to make yourself stand out. The next phase then is interviews aren't converting to job offers. So here's four possibilities. Number one, I find that many people who think they should have received at least one job offer have only had two or three interviews. So again, my rule of thumb is the same. We talked about 10 applications to one interview. It's the same. 10 interviews equals one job offer. And it may not be a job offer that you want, but you get a job offer. And keep in mind that those 10 interviews, I mean 10 different companies, not five interviews with one company and then five interviews with five other companies or something like that. If the client has had 15 to 20 interviews without an offer, one possibility is that while they're qualified for the job, they aren't super interested in it. 
and they're, or at least they're not conveying that interest. They're not doing a good job of expressing their excitement for the position in the interview. The interviewer isn't just isn't getting wowed by this person and their enthusiasm. Another possibility is that the candidate isn't adequately preparing for the interview, so they haven't done their homework. And that often will track with the excitement level. If you think about it, you know, you're not going to spend hours preparing for an interview for a job that you're not excited about. And conversely, that preparation and learning about the company can get you more excited. You start to learn things about the company that really get you jazzed up. So that lack of preparation is going to mean that you're going to fall behind some of the other candidates, at least, who did their homework. And then the fourth consideration is that the candidate may need interview coaching. Some clients who come to me for this service have been given feedback that they don't interview well, and then others kind of sense it based on their experience. And then I have other clients who come to me before they start any interviews because maybe it's been a long time since they've interviewed or they just know this is not a strength of theirs or they just want to improve and be at their very best from jump. They don't want to wait and kind of see how they're doing before they come to me. All right, so I want to wrap this up, this section up with eight suggestions if you aren't getting enough job offers. These are more general suggestions. Number one, you want to develop an actual job search strategy, one that isn't relying solely on job boards. My rule of thumb, talked about it a million times on this podcast, if you're right at a college, early career, 25% of your job search time should be networking. If you're at the mid-career point, it should be a 50-50 split between networking and passive activities like job boards. And then if you're at the executive level, 75% or more should be networking. So that's number one, develop an actual job search strategy. Number two, improve your networking skills so that your networking is an equal exchange of energy. Most people who hate networking, they hate it because It feels creepy, it feels graspy and needy. I teach a way of networking that is that equal exchange of energy so that you're giving at least as much value as you get, which tends to make it feel really good or at least better and not graspy and needy. Number three, you want to have a professionally written resume, cover letter, and LinkedIn profile. Obviously, I feel very strongly about this because I do these things. And I'm I'm not saying that because I'm trying to sell you a new resume. I'm doing it because I firmly believe that you want the best marketing documents that you can get. And you want to then take that very important step of customizing the resume and the cover letter, tailoring it each time you submit it. Number four, improve your interview skills. Ideally, you want to work with a coach like me who can give you professional feedback rather than from a family member, a friend who's going to give you, you know, advice based on their limited experience. Number five, consider adding certifications, coursework, or other short-term credentials to your resume. So what can you get from LinkedIn Learning? What can you get from an online training program? What can you get from your professional association that might give you a lot of bang for your buck. And I also want to mention that even beginning an undergraduate degree or going back to school for a certain, maybe a certification that's not a degree or a graduate degree, you get to put that on your resume, right? So if the, if the job is looking 
for a master's degree and you have it on there with a future completion date, the ATS is going to pick up that master's degree. And then at least hopefully the human will look at your resume. And then it's going to be a matter of, you know, do the other candidates, are they equally qualified and they already have that master's degree? Or does this person have maybe some things that the other candidates with a master's degree don't have? So I want to talk to this person. Whereas if it wasn't on your resume at all, you wouldn't even make it through to be seen by the humans. Number six, consider volunteering or freelancing. This is a great opportunity to build skills, to network, gain relevant, valuable experience. And if it's freelancing, you may be able to earn some income and kind of help tide things over if you're unemployed. Number seven, work with a coach on your mindset. This is so important. I find that candidates who are in the job market for a while often begin to make the rejections or the non-responses mean something about themselves. And this affects how they show up with every phase of their job search. When you work with a coach to look at your thoughts, you get to look not only at what you are currently thinking, but you want to begin to make conscious changes to your thoughts. And that's super important in a job search. And for that matter, at any point in your life, it's very important. And then number eight, if you suspect that the problem is the career path you're on, you'll definitely want to work with a career coach like me to assess what do I really love to do? What jobs would make the best use of my zones of genius? Right. So I'm just, I'm not excited about this job search. I'm not having success. But when I tear away all the other stuff, the bottom line is this is not a career that I want to continue in for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. And I want to look at other options. All right. DIY versus DFY. Do it yourself. The number one piece of advice I can give you is to use that conversion rule of thumb to begin to identify where your problem might be. So 10 applications for one interview, 10 interviews for one job offer. You want to tell yourself the truth about the jobs you're applying for. Are you really interested in every one of them and at least 75% qualified? If you're not, if you can honestly say, and I will often find out from clients, they'll say, oh, about, I'm excited about half of them. Okay, so what's the thought driving the 50% of the jobs you're applying for that you don't want to be applying for, that you're not excited about. What's going on there? And then finally, use that plus one approach to do one more thing in addition to just applying online so that you can make yourself stand out. DFY, done for you. If you're listening to this podcast when it first comes out, I've got the Land Your Dream Job Accelerator starting on October 5th. And it'll run for four weeks. We're going to build out a targeted, proactive job search strategy that's customized for you. You're going to learn my bow and arrow approach to networking that teaches you how to give as much value as you get. And you're going to learn how to manage your mindset throughout your job search. You'll also get two 20-minute laser coaching sessions with me for targeted one-on-one help with your job search. And that is a steal of a deal for the price that I'm offering it at. The link is in the show notes to learn more about the program and to register. And if you have any questions about it, you can email me at lisa, L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com, and I will be glad to answer your questions. So I hope this has helped you in figuring out maybe where the problems might be. And I'll see you next week. Take care. 
You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.